Good morning, everybody. It's lovely to be in the church building. Can I say that again? Good morning. Hopefully online you've been able to hear that good morning back to all of you as well. It's good to be together in person. It's good to be together um, across whatever continent even that we're on this morning. We're here together to gather, to worship our Lord. And whatever you're doing this morning, whether you're sitting in the church, whether you're at home, if you're peeling those spuds or you're still in bed, We pray that our heart and our focus would absolutely become focused on our Lord for the next hour or so. This morning, we're called here to worship, and we're going to start by singing about the wondrous story that we all know. Let's pray. Father God, thank you that we indeed have a wondrous story to sing about. Father, as we head towards Easter, we again are reminded of the incredible journey that you made, one of immense sacrifice that we can't barely begin to imagine, one where you laid down your life for us, that we might know you, that we might be called your children. And Lord, that is what we are. And Father God, as we look to the future and know that one day we will gather with those who have gone before us and that we will worship you face to face. Yet today finds us wherever we are right now. And Lord, we want to join together in worshipping you. God, thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your compassion. And God, we pray that wherever we are this morning, that you would indeed meet with us, your children. Come and speak into our hearts, speak into our lives. Father, we lay down our burdens, we lay down our delights before you. And Father God, we just pray that as we open ourselves up to you, that by your spirit, you would come and touch our lives. God, it's good to be together today. And it's good to know that you are with us wherever we are. Lord, we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. So this morning, before I go on, hopefully everybody in the building has a bit of white paper. And at home, if you can go and find yourself a bit of scrap paper from somewhere, anywhere, okay, you need a piece, doesn't have to be big, just a small bit like this, or it can be as big as you like. Okay, I have no idea what it's for, but I think you need a pencil or a pen, and you need a bit of paper. So get ready, and we'll find out what goes on here. So this is a test for everybody in the building, see if you stay awake for the service. Okay, if we pick up your piece of paper when you need it, we know you're still with us. Okay, I can't see any pyjamas here this morning, so well done everybody for getting up. Our theme this morning is about God's love and God's provision. And I wonder what comes to your mind when you think about God's love. What is the first thing that comes into your mind when you think about God's love? And secondly, God's provision. What comes to your mind when you think about God's provision? They're exciting topics, aren't they? They're heartwarming topics. They're topics that remind us of how good our God is and how able he is to meet his children, to love us, to provide for us. So that's going to be our theme this morning. So I hope it gets you excited. A bit of unknown white paper, a bit of God's love and God's provision. It's going to be good to be together this morning. So we're going to continue in our worship as we lift the Lord's name up high. We're going to carry on singing our next song, so don't sit down, everyone. Stand up. (laughs) Good morning. Good morning, everybody. You should have received your notice sheet by now. Um, Please do join us at 6 p.m. this evening online. And if you would like to attend our Wednesday lunchtime service at 12.45 or be here in the building next Sunday morning at 10.30, please do um, make a booking. The booking details are on the notice sheet. Um, It's just so that we can allocate enough spaces for everybody and as part of our track and trace system. So please do. It would be great to see you either Wednesday lunchtime or Sunday morning in the building.
this Wednesday we've got our next session of the wellbeing course. It starts at 7.45 and you can start joining on Zoom from 7.30. Um, please do join. It's not too late. We're only week three. Um, so please do um, come along. It'd be great to see um, lots of friendly faces on Zoom and you get to take part in small groups and it's a great way to interact with people who you wouldn't normally do, particularly um, during this time. All of the youth and children's activities are on the sheet. Please do um, look into it if you've got um, children or young people. There's all different types of activities that Hannah's got going on. So if you've got children and young people, please do encourage them to take part. Tomorrow is the deadline for the Palm Sunday Challenge. At the moment, we don't actually have enough photos or videos to actually form the challenge to be viewed. So please do, if you've got either a photograph or a video, no more than 10 seconds. Um, and it has to be um, a welcome that you give to Jesus on Palm Sunday. Tomorrow is the deadline, so please do, if you haven't done it yet, please do send it in. Thank you. Thank you, Hayley. We're going to pray and thank God for the blessings that he's given us. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much for the way that you have provided for each one of us. And Lord, we just thank you for your ongoing love. Father, we thank you for all that you have blessed and given to us. And Father God, for so many of us, the time has been hard. Financially, things are difficult. But Lord, we thank you for everyone who's been able to give. And Lord, we pray that all the monies that are received to the church, we just pray that they would be used for your glory. Father, we pray that you would take these gifts and that you would give wisdom to Sam and the leadership as they're spent and as they're used, that Lord, they'd be used in a way that brings you glory, that tells other people about your sacrifice and your love that many people might come to know you as their Lord and their Saviour. And Father, for each one of us, we want to offer you all that we can. Lord, yes, we offer you our finances, but we also offer you our lives. You've laid down your life for us. And God, in return this morning, we meet together and offer you our lives. Father, we pray that you would take and use us. Father, so often we quickly get back off of that altar and we start living our own way, our own lives. But this morning we want to pause and we want to stop and we want to say, come Lord Jesus, take every part of us, be Lord in every area of our lives, that we might be your good and faithful servants, that we might live for you that we'd be aware of your spirit's leading and guiding and that we would use each opportunity that you present us with for your kingdom and for your glory. Lord, thank you. Thank you for being our provider. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to watch a video now. And it's done by the worship group. And during lockdown, they were all invited to share some words, some thoughts, some sentences about what lockdown meant to them. And so they've put it together as a song. So sit back and enjoy. Thank you, worship group. Oh, no. I am so not singing. Let me take my mask off. I've got my hands full. Wasn't ready. Hold on. Whoa. First of all, I'll wave. Good morning. <laughs> it's lovely to see each and every one of you and to know at home you are waving to us as well. It's good to have you here. I'm just changing my glasses so I can see what I'm doing. Shouldn't be this hard, I tell you. We were um, asked to have a piece of paper earlier on in the service and uh, I've going to invite you as part of our dear God, I'm not okay. Just to hold that piece of paper for a moment as we think about today's subject, which is looking at the whole series and subject of addiction and bad habits. But also about how God can come in and transform our lives. 
by breaking those chains of addiction, breaking those chains of bad habits, as God comes in and does something amazing. We're drawing ever closer to Easter during this Lent period. And as I was thinking about addiction and about bad habits, I was thinking about that whole sense of being bound. Being bound because of the addictions or bad habits we may have, or thinking about that whole sense of because Jesus was willing to be bound on that cross out of his love for us, he has set us free. And I was thinking about that word bound or being bound, and I was thinking about all the stories that Jesus, we can read about about Jesus, about him healing people, about those who we came alongside, and he transformed their lives because no longer were they unclean, no longer were they outcasts, no longer were they rejected by society or considered to have no worth, but because of Jesus speaking to them, setting them free, forgiving them of their sins and just doing his stuff, touching their lives, being with them where they are, their lives were transformed. How are you feeling today? As we think about, dear God, I'm not okay, perhaps we just want to pause for a moment and actually say to God, actually, I'm not okay today. I'm really conscious that I'm not living the way that you want me to live. Perhaps we have got a habit that is a habit that God isn't pleased with, and he wants us to break that. Perhaps we are doing something that is impacting on our mind and our spirit and our body and our very being and is coming between us and God. And as I thought more about that sense of being bound, I was reminded also as we look at our world of all those who are bound in our world. Bound because they've been trafficked, bound because they've been caught up in slavery, bound because they're in behaviours or situations that are outside of their control and there seems to be no way out. Bound and yet set free because of Jesus being willing to be on that cross, bound to that cross out of his love for us. He paid the ultimate sacrifice to enable those chains that may bind us to be loosed and God to come back into our life. And so I'm going to invite you, and I'm hoping that this will work, and if it doesn't, we're going to do it without the music. We're going to just suggest there's going to be a piece of music in a moment, which is a piece of music that Steve Thompson um, wrote for us as a church some months ago, based on Be Still and Know That I Am God. And as we listen to that music playing, I'm going to just encourage you for a moment in the quiet of the music playing to think about maybe what it is in our own life that we need to open ourselves up to God and ask him to come in to transform us, to break those chains that may be holding us of our habits or those things that are negative or destructive. Or perhaps you want to think about those situations in the world that are heavy on your heart, where again, we are conscious that people are being oppressed. They're unable to face justice of their own because they are living in situations where they are facing injustice. They're unable to speak out because they have no power. And so if the music will play, that would be fantastic. And let's just be quiet as we listen to that music now. And on your piece of paper, as the music's just playing, just write down whatever it is that's on your heart. Maybe it is that thing of your own, in your own life. Those things that we are caught up in. That habit. Or maybe we want to think about our world. And for those for whom there is no freedom, in their physical world because of those who are in control of them. For their governments of that country where they have no say 
because it's ruled by people who are only concerned for themselves. And then listen to that line, be still and know that I am God. And whatever we may have written on that piece of paper, just say those words to yourself right now. Be still. And know that I am the God who can come in and transform your lives. As that song says, as one of the verses, I am the God who heals you. Allow God to come in and heal you. Another of the verses in the song says, In thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. And maybe one way to symbolise that is you get hold of your piece of paper and just tear it in two. And as you do that, you say, It is you who can break these chains. Because in you, Lord, I put my trust and I want you to move in. I want you to break these chains. I want to change. I don't want my world, my life, those that I love, to be caught up in those things. And give thanks to God, because he is God, the God of heaven and of earth, the God who heals and restores and transforms and moves into our lives. He can and has broken those chains. But then I invite you just to form those two pieces of paper into a cross. And maybe during the day when your voice of doubt comes in, look at that cross and give thanks to God for breaking those chains and those habits that have held us past, held our world in the grip of power and of authority and of things that just can destroy and realise as we look at that cross that he is God the God above all and we give thanks to him, we trust him, we thank him for all that he has done in our lives and we just rest for that moment as we just listen once again to that line be still and know and as the music fades out we just thank God for all his love for us that took him to the cross and we declare his victory in our lives and in the lives of those that we've been remembering this morning And we're going to sing, if you're at home or in the building, look at the words of our next song, which is Broken Vessels. That reminds us no longer are we bound. Let's think about those words as we have this song. He has and is an amazing God. And we have an opportunity to engage with some of those um, ways of injustice in the world. And we are being invited to do that through a BMS campaign. And I believe we're going to be watching a video now that encourages us individually to come on board and make a difference in the lives of others. Thank you, Sam. COVID-19 has affected us all. And in this struggle, as individuals and as nations, we don't need to continue on alone. Countries that rank lowest in the Human Development Index have had to battle to test and record virus deaths, sometimes hiding COVID's devastating effects. As a global network of Christians, we are determined. Determined to shrink the spread and protect our world from COVID-19 simultaneously. No one should be disqualified from a place in a COVID-free world due to where they live or how much they earn. To get through this pandemic together, we must defeat COVID everywhere and quickly. Collectively, we stand both in prayer for those who have suffered and in hope that our world will choose equity, including for the most vulnerable. You've been here from the start. Let's stay until the end. Is this the future you long to see? 
I hope you'll join in and sign that petition. Let's pray. Father, we do want to thank you so much for the way that you have helped people to get a vaccination for this awful, dreadful illness. And yet, Lord, we're so aware that so many places in the world are unable yet to access the vaccine. Father, we do pray for our world. We pray for equality. We pray for a sense of love and compassion and sharing. We pray that as richer nations, we wouldn't take the vaccine out of the hands of the poor, but that we'd ensure that the vaccine is shared and spread fairly across the world so that all those who are in need of it can access it. And Lord, we do pray, especially for those countries who are really facing uh, COVID at its worst at the moment, as a third wave starts to spread across Europe. So Father God, we just pray for your hand of mercy and intervention. Lord, we pray that um, the vaccine programs would be rolled out quickly in those areas and that lives would be saved. Father, we thank you for all those people who are working across the world, caring for those who are ill. And Lord, we just pray that you would give them the strength and love and courage to face each day. Lord, for those families who are being so devastated by the effects of COVID, Father, we pray for your hand of compassion on their lives, that, Lord, they might turn to you and find you in their suffering. And, Lord, we do pray for all the places in the world where BMS work and other missionaries are working. And, God, we pray for each person who has laid down their lives today to serve you, in the places that you've called them to, in different parts of their world. Lord, we pray for each one that you would just uphold them and sustain them today, that you would use them, that you would draw them close to you, that you would help them to have their eyes fixed on you. Lord, bless them, we pray, and use them in mighty ways as they sacrifice so much of themselves to serve you. And Lord, as we pray for the world, so we pray for ourselves too, we thank you for our fellowship here at RBC and we pray for your continued blessing and anointing upon us leaders and uh, amongst our congregation that, Father God, each one of us might be drawn ever closer to you. Father, so many things pull us down and as Vicky has led us in such a helpful reflection this morning, we pray for those areas of our lives where those chains need to be broken. May we not forget what's been shared and challenged with us this morning. May those bits of paper really continually remind us of what you want to do in our lives. Come and break those chains. Come and move us forward. Come and be our Lord in every part of our lives, we pray. And Father God, we thank you so much for your love. We thank you so much for your provision and we want to especially today remember those who are on our list who are going through such difficult times. Father, we pray for Lillian, we pray for Don and Daphne, we pray for Brian, we pray for Sheila, we pray for Malcolm, we pray for Eddie, we pray for Pauline and we pray for Pete. Father, remember Joyce, and we remember the neighbours of Barbara Williams. Lord, all these people have real need at this time and are having a really difficult time. And Father, we pray for each one who we know, who we love, that you'd come alongside them, that you'd meet their needs, that they might know your presence in a very special way at this time. And Lord, we pray for those two who mourn. We pray for Anne and Brian Johnson, who's, as they lost Anne's mother-in-law yesterday, stepmom yesterday. Father, we pray for Muriel and her family. We pray for Priscilla and Rodney and the family. We pray for Stephen. And Lord, for Gordon and Carla and the family. Lord, so many people with so much need. 
Lord, may they know your compassion and your love and your sustaining power at this time. Lord, we remember those in our own lives who are in need of your touch right now. In the moment of silence, Lord, we bring them to you. Father, thank you. Thank you that you hear our prayers. We pray all of these things in the name of Jesus, our Lord and Saviour. Amen. I think now we can play the worship group song, so let's enjoy. brilliant song. Thank you so much, worship team. Thank you. Glynis is going to bring us God's word whilst we rearrange our pyjamas to make ourselves more comfortable. (laughs) We're reading this morning from Genesis chapter 22.
We have two readings this morning. The first one is Genesis 22, verses 1 to 18, and the second is John 3, 16 to 17. Genesis 22. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains I will tell you about. Early next morning, Abraham got up, saddled his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. When he'd cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to his servants, stay there with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and then we will come back to you. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac. And he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them went on together, Isaac spoke up and said to his father, Father, yes, my son, Abraham replied. The fire and the wood are here, Isaac said, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And then the two of them went on together. When they reached the place God had told him about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. Abraham looked up, and there in a thicket he saw a ram caught by its horns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called that place, the Lord will provide. And to this day it is said, on the mountain of the Lord it will be provided. The angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time and said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this and not withheld your son, your only son, I will bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies. And the next one is John 3. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Amen. We're going to worship again through the song, How Deep the Father's Love for Me. Good morning, and it's good to be looking at God's Word with you. And if you have a Bible, you might want to turn to Genesis chapter 22, which Glynis just read through. Thank you, Glynis. Before we go on, uh, Jan began the service by talking about that word, love. During the service, my love for computers has gone down as we discover that a video will not play because it's in the wrong format for the software that we need to use to broadcast the service going out. So it had to be converted. And that, to me, was such a metaphor with, for how so often, because something is not quite right, people say, I don't want anything to do with it. And so much of our relationships is based upon 
I will go into that relationship providing you give me exactly what I want. Love. You see, love, true love, is deeper than the superficial, deeper than difference. It's about being and watching out for one another. Love is those amazing people who send cards just because they feel that God has put something on their heart just to send a card. They're not asking for anything back from it and they don't get offended when the person forgets to say thank you. They're giving it freely. They're giving it freely. Love is watching out for the needs of the vulnerable and the caring. Love is filling in a petition to make sure that COVID vaccines go through the poorer parts of the world in a just way. Love may be for some of us this week to send a card to Stephen with James Bond or a placement on just to say, Stephen, you are loved and you're still cared about. And you're not forgotten. When I was a lot younger, many of you will remember these. I can't remember which newspaper it was, but they had the Love Is cartoons. Do you remember them? Yet some of those who are more chronologically mature like me are remembering, yes, I remember those. And the younger ones think, what on earth is he on about? And those Love Is cartoons were just two people and it had, always had the caption, Love Is, and then something afterwards. I wonder how you fill it in. Today we are being challenged as we go through this Lent season, looking at the deeper knowledge and the deeper relationship with God. And you'll remember that last week we were looking at Jacob's ladder. Sorry, not Jacob's ladder. Jacob um, and his wrestling with God. And this week we are looking at this story of Abraham being tested. And the question I want to ask us is how deep is our love for God? How deep is our love for God? You know the story of Abraham, formerly Abraham, who heard God call him and said, Abraham, I'm going to make you into a great nation and you're going to have many descendants. And Abraham thought, that's great. And in Genesis chapter 12, we simply read that he got up and followed God. It's as simple as that. His love for God was what God said he did. And he didn't question it. He didn't ask God what the cost would be. He didn't say, God, I would like to see the small print before I start following you. I'd like to know exactly what it's going to cost and what it's going to entail. No, Abraham was one who heard God say something and obeyed and went. Because he had heard the call of God on his life. What do you do when you hear God calling you? Well, yes, God, I'll follow you, but please don't make it too costly. Yes, God, I'll follow you, but I've got all these personal priorities in my life that I want to follow first. Yes, God, I'll follow you, but I'll go anywhere but... God had a plan that he was going to work out through Abraham and he was going to be faithful to that plan. But the plan relied upon Abraham loving God with his whole self. We know when we come to the Ten Commandments in Exodus, you've got that commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul and mind. That sense of the whole Loving God, not counting the cost, not saying, yes, God, I'll love you if. After all, God loves us so much. And God had promised Abraham he was going to be the father to a great nation. And Abraham had stepped out in obedience to God and says, yes, God, I will follow and he was trusting God until that point he didn't know how God was going to achieve that which God had promised him. 
And maybe you've got to that stage sometimes in your life and you know God has called you and you're seeking to be obedient to God and follow him wherever he calls you to go until the point of saying, well, actually, I don't know how God's going to do it. I better sort it out myself. And so Abraham made that mistake of trying to sort it out himself and ended up sleeping with his servant because he didn't believe Sarah at her ripe age could ever bear children. And humanly, I think we would agree with her. Bearing children at 100 years old, that's something for many of you to look forward to. How will we repopulate after coronavirus? The hundred years old, it's on you. (laughs) Seriously. Abraham. Abraham's sense of trying to bring around God's well will, will ended up in just confusing the story. You ended up getting rivalry. And there was a messiness in the plan of God that God needed to continue to work through. And so we come to this story in Genesis chapter 22. When God again meets with Abraham and he's going to show Abraham something deeper. In the NIV, the titles which are put in, which were never in the original translations, but they're there to help us, entitles this chapter, Abraham Tested. And God was going to show Abraham what he means by full devotion and love. And Abraham is going to learn a deep message that following God means total following of God. If I was to ask you what the most important thing in your life, it may be a person, it may be a possession, it may be uh, whatever, what would you say that was? What is it that was, is the most important thing in your life? Maybe you've got your list. I can't possibly live without. Those of you who have children know coming up to Christmas and birthdays, they say, I really need this possession. I really need. I can't live without it. Don't get me wrong, God has no problem with people having possessions. What God doesn't want is those possessions to come in front of our relationship with him. He wants to be Lord of all, not because he is selfish or controlling, but when we put God first, our life makes a lot more sense and it's better for the world as a whole. So Abraham is asked the question. And in one way, as we read it, it feels that the screw is being turned tighter on the thumbscrew, isn't it? Abraham, take your son, your only son, who you love, and sacrifice him. God is asking Abraham to do something that is about putting God first. You can imagine Abraham's mind, can't you? Well, wait a minute, God. You gave me this son through Sarah. You worked it all out that I could actually become this father of this great nation. This is living it out. If you take this away, where are we going to be? Because God, this was your plan. Yet Abraham's learned his lessons in the past. He'd learned that actually 
Going with God's will is the best and only way. God has done miracles. God can still do a miracle. So Abraham goes on the journey. And God takes Abraham on this journey and loads up, Abraham loads up the donkey. This is not just, yes, in theory I will do it. This is God actually helping Abraham to really see what his priorities are about and to truly follow. Truly follow. And God looks at each one of us, I believe, and God's saying, I look, I want a real deep relationship with you. I want you to put me first. I want you to be letting me take control. Let me just take a slight tangent for a moment and talk about part of Romford Baptist Church and we're looking forward to coming out of lockdown. It is great to see a few more in the church today. And uh, we can't have everybody back yet because we would not be COVID safe. But it's good to see those who are coming. And it's really nice because people are, I now am not talking to a brick wall. I'm talking to real people. It makes so much difference to us as pastors. But we're looking forward to getting the youth program up and running, the children's program up and running. We're looking forward to getting the uh, older generational work happening, the treasure times and all the different things, the special needs groups. It'll be great to get the church up and running and doing things as we were pre-COVID. But one thing we are discovering is more and more people saying, I don't want to serve anymore. I don't want to serve anymore. I've got used to having my own time. I don't want to serve. And so we have a very real possibility that in the next few months we'll be able to do something, things, but we won't be able to because we won't have the volunteers, the teachers, the helpers, to run God's work. And I want to ask you each at this point, is God calling you and saying to you, it's time to get involved again? It's time to start again. Yes, we can't do them yet, but we've got to plan for them and we can't plan if we haven't got the helpers. So let me just say to you, Pray about it. Is God calling you to serve him in his church? Abraham went on his journey with God and he went through the different steps towards a sacrifice place. And you know in Old Testament times, sacrifice was about giving to God to alleviate for the bad relationships and the sins of what people had done. And so they would come and they would sacrifice to God. Eventually they would be sacrificing their animals in the temple to say to God, I am serious about my relationship. It was important that those sacrifices were not just, oh, I've got this little thing, it's not very good, lamb. Let me use that one for the sacrifice because I could keep the fatter ones, the better ones for myself. No, sacrifices were meant to be the best, the very best that people could give to God because that is where they were showing their true devotion to God. And so God coming to Abraham and not asking for a sheep or a cow or anything, but asking for the thing he loved most is asking for the very best sacrifice that Abraham could be asked for to show his seeking a relationship with God. 
when we come to thinking about what we're giving to God? Do we think about giving God of our best or is it what, our, what we've got left over? In our sacrifice, do we give God the best of our time or that poor bit of time at the end of the day, oh, I haven't spoken to God, I better now do so. It's about sacrifice, and sacrifice needs to be from the heart, from the very center of who we are. True sacrifice to God is not offering him the easy, it is giving him of the best. But in our New Testament Christianity, we're not asked to sacrifice, we're asked to offer. You see, the difference between sacrifice and offering is that sacrifice was given to God and that by giving to God, they get something back. They get forgiveness, they get atonement, they get something back. As followers of Jesus today, we are called to offer. Not because we need to to find our salvation, but we can offer because we love God so much. Offering is freely giving an act of love because you want to and you can. And so the story goes on. Abraham does what God calls Abraham to do. He journeys with his son. But in the back of his mind is that sense of God will provide. God will provide. But the sense of knowing God will provide does not stop him being prepared to give the one thing he loved most in the world. The very last moment. The very, very last moment. As Abraham was prepared to give to God the thing he loved most. God provided a way out. God provided the ram. It was God's provision, God's redemption. Abraham still had to go and accept that provision that God had given him as the way out. He still carried through and gave the sacrifice But not the sacrifice of his son, but the sacrifice of a ram. And as we journey through Lent, we find ourselves in the same place as Abraham, where we are being called by God to give our offering. But God gives us the sacrifice. The second reading that Glenys read, for God so loved the world he gave his only son. You see, what God had asked Abraham to do was not something that God himself was not prepared to do. The love that God had called on Abraham to give of his very best was exactly what God was going to do to save humankind from a lost eternity. And sometimes I find it helpful to reframe John 3.16 to put my own name instead of the world. For God loved Ian so much.
He gave his only son. And you can do that as well. For God loved you so much. He gave his only son. And our response, well, our response is what our response is going to be as you hear that good news today, as you hear the news that you have been loved so much that God who calls us to devotion and love has brought that love with a price of the very thing we probably look at the story of Abraham in honor, horror and say, how could God ask that of a man? How could God ask a man to give the most important thing, his son, to him? Yet God gave Abraham a way out. But when God's son, Jesus, stood in the garden and saying, Father, take this cup from me, God saw it through to the end. He saw it through to the end because the only gift that was going to be good enough was the gift of his son. When I started this sermon, when Jan started this service, we talked about love. And I want to ask you again. Love is? Finish it. Because love is the sacrifice that God asked Abraham but found a way out. But God himself went all the way through because he loved us so much that he gave his only son When God was talking to Abraham, he says, Abraham, give me your son, your only son, the one who you love. And God gave his son, his only son, the one who he loved to die because he loved you. And God didn't come through his son into the world to condemn you. But that through that son, you can be saved. And so, in this Lent season, as next week, we head towards Palm Sunday and the victory prayed down into Jerusalem, I want to ask you, how much do you love God? Will you respond? Will you? Let's pray. There was no other good enough to pay the price of sin he only could unlock the gate of heaven and let us in whether you're at home now or in the church I invite you to unlock the gate to your heart again and let that love of God come in Lord, we want to say again we love you. But we want to learn to love you more. To give you our all. To give you an offering of love. That is our very best. Amen. Our final song, that great song that many a person had at their wedding, Love 
Thank you for being with us at Romford Baptist Church this morning, either in person or online. It's been great to have you. Do join us again at six o'clock online this evening and at 12.45 on Wednesday lunchtime when we have a moment in the week to just pause. Everybody is welcome. It'd be good to say even more coming back to church in the next few weeks. We're looking forward to Palm Sunday next week and then Easter Sunday the following Sunday. Can I just say to those in the building before I close the service, you picked up a pen on your way in. If you could carry that towards the door and out, there is a box there on the left-hand side as you go through the arches where you can drop your pen in and we can use them again. And so now may the blessing of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with each one of us this day and forevermore. Amen. God bless you all.